Help support our coverage through Amazon Prime. Get free music with Prime Music, TV, movies, and documentaries with Prime Video, and free games with Prime Gaming. For this and a whole lot more, go to PlugHitsLive.com Prime. Well, we have our next guest here. Hello. Hey there. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Go ahead and introduce yourself for me. Hey, uh, I'm Paul Suchi, a Cleveland-based um, entrepreneur, I guess I'll call that my, who I am. Um, I'm the business director at BioFlight VR. Uh, we're a healthcare education company that uses uh, immersive technologies uh, like VR uh, to train doctors, nurses, and students. Okay. And uh, where does VR uh, fit into that training process? Yeah. Um, well, over the past about four or five years, VR has been heavily um, explored as a potential tool um, to be used to train students, surgeons, nurses um, on procedures um, that are commonplace as well as um, kind of high risk. Um, so VR can be kind of the, you know, the virtual medium where you do things you would want to do in real life, except you'd be in VR. Understood. So, so uh, you could perform uh, a surgery, for example, that that doesn't have any <laughs> possible side effects that way because it's all virtual. Exactly. Precisely. Okay. Uh, where in the process of this product are you? So we have a few pilots um, that have been launched over the past five years. Um, we initially began with a grant from Facebook, um, and we worked with Oculus, Facebook, and the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Uh, we built a pediatric resuscitation program. So you can imagine being in this experience, patient gets rolled in on a cart and everyone's yelling at you. You got the parent freaking out. You got uh, the nurses looking to you to make the next decision about what you have to do. Um, and we've kind of gamified it as well. There's a bunch of variables where you can kill the baby. Um, okay. In addition, we have a, a surgical um, procedure that we worked with uh, Duke University on. Um, we're actually still developing that, that product, but um, I have a demo here as well. But that product um, is actually a hybrid one where you actually enter the OR where we live streamed it. Uh, we live filmed it using 360 cameras. Um, and then we virtualize the experience. You know, the tools are on the table and you have to actually go through step by step and uh, re replace a shoulder. Oh, okay. And, and it's all... And it's based on reality. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. that's, that's the biggest uh, piece of our board and the, the biggest linchpin for our company is having medical experts being able to advise on the development of the product. Sure. But being able to use uh, uh, proper 360 filmed events, I imagine, takes it to a different level than, than using a, a true virtual environment, being able to, to use that as your base for training uh, would make it feel more real and maybe the, um, the, the urgency <laughs> would be maintained. Yeah, no, I mean, and, that, and that's, that's the goal with this technology going into the future, for sure. Um, and I think as we get better with um, stereoscopic tools so we can scan and have, um, you know, pretty exact replicas of the space, 
and the actual live procedures, we're going to get closer to that. And it's going to be some like Ready Player One type stuff, except I think the graphics are going to be pretty lifelike. Um, but that's ne neither here nor there uh, based uh -huh. on where we are at right now. <laughs> gotcha. I've, I've actually had the opportunity to, uh, to interact with one VR and one AR uh, medical training product in the past, but both of them, both of them used virtual things, right? <laughs> they were, they were computer renders. They were, it, and it felt a little video gamey. It didn't have, didn't have any of the urgency because you knew right. that there were no side effects. Uh, but right. I, I like the idea that you've taken, taken on not just the, the idea of, of gamifying the concept a little bit, but, but also, um, you know, truly basing it on reality. Right. And don't get me wrong. I mean, the hybrid experience is something that we're going to try to dive into and sure. figure out in terms of like what the product looks like in the future. But I mean, CG animated Definitely a place for it. Oh yeah. Um, well, CG animated experiences are, um, actually surprisingly effective. Um, so what you're talking about is fidelity and mm -hmm. with fidelity, I mean, with these experiences, you can replicate the physiological um, experience that humans would actually have in a real situation. And we okay. actually did IRB tests um, with the doctors that worked on the project at Children's Hospital Los Angeles and found that there was like, I don't remember the exact term. I should have looked at it before this, but their, their stress levels got up to a point where it's neither too much stress so that you don't have learning but it's not so little stress that it doesn't kind of like excite you and, and put, uh, you know, get you to act right to kind of get you in that zone that you sure. would be in if you were in the real experience. Um, and this was like across the board, like we created a sense of urgency with that experience because, you know, the patient would die um, and you would lose. <laughs> right. And, right. Um, so so there's um, there's a lot of room to grow in that sense. And there's a lot of good research out there that, um, you know, supports um these experiences is um, ability to uh, train. Um, the end goal is a cloud-based platform where you can take an Oculus and download an application and get access to world-class education from doctors around the world right then and there from their OR. Um, and obviously packaging up those experiences and getting them deployed and streamed. Um, <laughs> onto a headset from wherever you are is a big uh, is a big leap from where we are right now just in terms of sure. infrastructure but it's coming and you're gonna have you know people in congo like signing on and just hanging out with some people in john hopkins you know being in the or and being able to see exactly what's going on and expect it to do um what they're doing in vr which is okay. the most critical thing we can think about right now especially with um limited capacity for hospitals um in terms of resources talent Instructor, instructors, um, and COVID. <laughs> yeah, right. And and this this would give places that or and people that may not regularly have direct access to, like you said, world class medical training, like John Hopkins. Uh, it would give them that 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 ability to to have have a training session with true world class physicians. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take a leap here because you're right. Um, if we're talking about like economic economic equality, um, the future has to have uh, tools that help us bridge 
barriers in time and space. <laughs> we have to be able to go somewhere else and get the things we need because wherever you live, whatever is around you is going to be the thing that determines your um, well-being, the quality sure. of life that you have. And with tools like VR, you know, we're going to be able to train people in, in ways that, you know, previously were limited by the physical boundaries that exist between us. But, right. you know, if we're going to solve these problems that hurt, you know, these, these communities around the world that don't have the, you know, benefit of being close to a world-class hospital right. or, you know, a good institution or a university, you know, we have to figure out a way to get these tools in the hands of those people. Um, you know, I, I preach it because I think, uh, I think there's not a lot of tools with as much potential as this. Um, so yeah, yeah for it's sure. Pretty, it's a exciting thing. It's, it's a really cool technology. It, um, it decentralizes the, the, the knowledge of, you know, tr truly there, there are not that many world-class medical facilities in the grand scheme of the, the overall surface area of the earth, right? There's no, there's simply not that many. And so this, this helps kind of decentralize that knowledge into places that would not have had access before. Sim yeah, yeah, the term simply by having are... simply by having internet access and a and an Oculus, right, and hopefully five G. But no, and the term you're talking about, or the the phenomenon you're talking about, is um, you know, in the industry we talk about it as the democratization of um, education, um, because at the end of the day, this is education. You know, getting a good doctor to be able to treat you um, is a result of them being able to get the education they need it while also living in a place that is close enough to you. <laughs> right. um, and at the end of the day, I mean, that's what it all comes down to, right? Getting information into, into people's brains and why not just use a, a headset to uh, upload it right into your skull. Yeah, for sure. That's, it's a funny, that's... It's a funny concept. <laughs> it really is. But it's uh, true. You're literally uploading information into your brain. Indeed. Direct, direct from a, <laughs> a computer into your head. Uh, yeah. So, it's a beautiful uh, thing. so um, obviously you said that we're, uh, we're testing this in a couple of places. Uh, what kind of time frame are you looking at for a, a wider rollout and uh, what would, what would it take to, to uh, implement this somewhere? Well, there's a lot of things going on. Um, just with the industry and with our company right now. So I can't speak to that in depth, but I can say that hopefully in the near future, um, you'll be able to download it on your headset. Very cool. Well, uh, I, I really do appreciate you coming and talking about it. People are going to want to know more about this. Uh, how can they get more information? Um, well, if you search our company, BioFlight VR, You'll find a lot of case studies, a lot of articles. We've been featured in a ton of publications and you can find videos of our experiences and you'll find our website. Um, and we're all on LinkedIn and very responsive. Um, and we're always looking for new um, institutions, hospitals, universities to partner with us so that we can build um, great experiences. Very cool. Well, thank you so much uh, for talking about this. It's a great technology and I cannot wait until it's uh it's readily available. Me too. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Have a good rest of the seat. Yes. Yeah. Thank you.
TPN CES 2021 coverage is executive produced by Michelle Mendez. Technical directors are Kurt Corliss, Adam Barker, and Dave Mendez. Associate producers are Nancy Ertz and Terry Willingham. Hosts are Todd Cochran, Scott Ertz, Christopher Jordan, and Danielle Mendez. This has been a Tech Podcast Network production in association with Plunkett's Productions, copyright 2021.